Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo is a performer. Whoop, whoop. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season, season 12. 12. Okay, well, let's get straight into it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, actually, before we start, mm-hmm. um, we feel that we need to address. The elephant in the room. Yes. Darian Lake. In Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we're in agreement that Darianne is the original shady elephant. And yes. Where's that, where's that badge with pride? Exactly. She? Yes. Well, she is, yeah, actually. We love Darianne. While we're on the topic, Darianne Lake. as well, but we've got a soft spot for Darianne. She's yeah. such a great All-Stars contestant. They try to give her a villain edit, um, but the, the best thing about friendships on the show is mm-hmm. that unlike what people have done with Fifi O'Hara, mm-hmm. which um, they didn't do until much later... After the show on regarding season six, yeah. is it? Yeah. A lot of the queens at their gigs would tell their people, yeah. would say quite vocally, actually, actually was a lot of it was in the edit. I think Darian's actually yeah. a nice person. We support her. So that's why she wasn't like, after the show, she wasn't yeah. such a villain because the girls were like, no, 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 she's actually really, really cool. However, with Fifi, it, mm. it was perpetuated, it continued. Yeah. And I think I'm just like... Going off on a tangent here because we don't want to address the real elephant. <laughs> I guess, really, like, long story short, we love Darianne Lake. Uh, she should yes. be on All Stars, but, but there is something more, serious. Yeah, we need something to talk serious about, we need to talk about, and it's it's actually coronavirus. <laughs> and um, you need to start washing your hands, everyone. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! No, okay. Look, we're going to address something, okay? And I guess everyone's just, probably wanting to know what how we feel about it because yeah. obviously we're. We're the voice of the listeners. People oh, put us above every other podcast. We're getting Drag Race. People are waiting. People want to know how to feel. Can we? Can they, we just quickly say as well? There's probably mild spoilers involved, but it kind of isn't because it's it's going to have to keep coming up. Yeah, and and, and if you are following Drag Race, um, then, then you know about or, it. Yeah, or yeah, all of your um, all everything that you research is going to show up when you go on YouTube. Yeah. you know, all, all of the cookies are going to bring this up. Basically, there's something going around with regards to Sherry, Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie. Yeah. Um. So she basically it's. It's a catfishing. She's been posing as an influential New York casting director, using that as a way to solicit sensitive sexual videos from a lot of... um, a lot of actors. Yeah, I think at least five men came forward. Well, originally more. it was five, yeah. but then when the story was put out there from that from said person, yeah. a lot of other people um, started coming out. Very much a Me Too that happened to me as well. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like Sherry lied and posed as somebody else in order to exploit her well i guess her power in the industry yeah. because you know the there would be an, a a power imbalance here well it there wasn't was, really a power because well you see that she she failed to be someone yeah. else what we our perspective where do we fit in this i guess the for, answer is we don't the answer is that we're not here to talk about yeah. that gossip you know if if you want to hear more about it go online mm-hmm. what i want to do and I, and i'm sure you you're the same as me i just want to focus on the artistry of the show i want to focus on um the drag race i want to focus on um how people perform Mm -hmm. um what they bring creatively Mm -hmm. um the relationships within the show but 
but this kind of thing, I think I do want to take a step back and not get involved with it and, yeah. and add fuel to it. What about you, Tom? We're passionate fans of the show, aren't we? we want, and as you say, we want to focus on our enjoyment of this series that's already been recorded. Mm. VH1 are agreeing to continue to put out. Um, and they have said that they're going to do that because of their respect for all of the drag artists who have been involved in the show. It is important for us to recognise, obviously, that a lot of people have been hurt and traumatised by what Sherry's done and our, I mean, uh, yeah, our, our, our sympathies go out to the victims here. And that that's the main thing, that the, the proper things are going to happen, that they get the help that they need in this situation and that there's a, a big public outcry a big public outpouring of support for them and condemnation of sherry's actions we we have we have said on several t- occasions haven't we how f- our personal perspective is as often as we can we try to separate the artist and the art in cases like this it's something that's becoming so much more of a theme sadly um more and more artists and i don't think we need to reel off a list that we've loved over the years um terrible have committed terrible crimes and things have come out about them and it's it's hard to appreciate their artistry in the same way i guess that kind of applies in this situation but we're going to do our best just to continue to focus on the show aren't we yeah um just another thing as well is um just from my personal point of view sherry has released her own statement regarding it um, I think there were some aspects of that statement that were correct and there were some aspects that were poorly judged, let's say. The thing that did irritate me was her blaming mental health problems for what she did. I always feel like that can be a bit of a convenient excuse for people and it certainly um, doesn't help the public at large with a sense of sympathy, empathy and understanding towards people with with mental health problems. Reminds me of when Kevin Spacey, he was accused of numerous sex crimes, including crimes against an underage boy. And then he came out as gay as a way of garnering sympathy. Um, And that just, you know, conflated and confused the public's opinions of of what a paedophile is and what a gay man is even further. It reminds me a bit of that. Um, However, Sherry has said certain things that are correct in the same sense that she's ashamed and disgusted with her behavior as she should be she's acknowledged that she's hurt a lot of people and that she's going to get some help and she's going to mend the error of her ways whether she's successful in that remains to be seen and so i for one i'm prepared to just kind of you know we're not we don't subscribe to sort of cancel culture and that sort of thing really do we i i would say sherry go and do that go and do it quietly I would like it if she could come back in a few months' time to show the reparations that she's made and to show genuine contrition. That, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, mm. I mean, she's been disqualified, um, so she can't come to the finale mm-hmm. um, at all. But I'm thinking what what's happened here is that catfishing is real. Catfishing happens. Yeah. You do know what I mean? And, and it's a big thing, especially in our culture with, I mean, Everyone's being catfished, especially if you're of, if you're online, yeah. social media. Yeah. It's good that we've shown a light that this happens, especially in our community. Yeah. I would have liked um, her to come to the finale and talk about what she's done yeah. to help overcome that, and and to and to hear her piece. Yeah. Um, Oh, don't just shut it back. Don't yeah. don't shut it down. Don't That's hide right. it as yeah. if it doesn't exist. I mean, this this happens. Yeah. It's it's bad. We've got some. There's a huge platform for people to um 
to talk about it and, and yeah. to see and to see the reality of what mm-hmm. happens. And I, I, I want her to be at the finale and I want yeah. the questions answered. I want her to tell us what she's done uh, mm-hmm. to, to combat, to stop this behavior, Completely this predatory behavior. That's what yeah. I want. Um, and that's all I want to say about and it. Let, I completely agree with you. Let's not darken the conversation. Yeah. Let's, and like, while not condoning it, understand why she did it so that hopefully people will be less likely to do it in the future if we can take some lessons from that. Just kind of like one last thing from my point of view, and maybe it's not a very popular opinion, but I couldn't work in mental health if I didn't have a belief in people's capacity for change and to make genuine change for the better. So that's what I'm hoping for, for Sherry. Okay. Um, and yeah, that I think we're on the same page with that. Quick, quick question. Mm-hmm. If, um, if, if, if Sherry Pye... Mm-hmm. came to you yeah what would a therapeutic conversation sound like? what what are what are the steps that you would tell her yeah to do or to go through to start healing mm-hmm. i think for her and for her victims yeah i think in terms of for her there needs to be a genuine desire for change and it has to be for the right reasons it shouldn't be because i got caught yeah, it shouldn't be because she got caught. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it seems like she was doing this until relatively recently. Yes. Um, I hope that she has a genuine appreciation for why it is wrong to catfish, for the pain that she's caused to other people. Um, you need to go back to the beginning. She needs to be prepared to really, um, you know, I guess because of the, the therapeutic model that I'm trained in, cognitive analytic therapy, she'll need to be prepared to go back and see what is the root of this problem. Um Usually, I think in cases like this, it's people who catfish are actually hideously inadequate. There is a terribly low self-esteem and thinking about where that comes from. um, Very, very likely to do with with early influences and experiences and likely her own traumas. Again, not condoning, just trying to understand. And she'll need to be prepared to uh, move forward and work on that. Um, In terms of the victims, I think... What happens should be up to them. I think their voices just need to be heard. People need to listen to them. Um, and Sherry might need to just quietly go off and work on herself and work on this process separately to them unless they would like face-to-face conversations with her. And I think the the ball should be in their court. We should have an Oprah moment. An Oprah moment where the victims go to the finale mm-hmm. and they confront her and they tell her, this is how yeah. you made me feel. Mm-hmm. This is what you've done to me. This, and, and There's a real opportunity needs, for the show here, there isn't is, there? There, yeah. there, there is. Don't, what I don't want them to do is just, mm. I don't want them to like, okay, we dealt with it. Like a very much a, I don't want to use this as an example. Mm. I don't want them to do a Love Island with um, that mm-hmm. lady and just completely shut her off because I don't yeah. want you to taint the company. I don't want you to taint Love Island. Kind of, yeah. People have to remember that moment where there was all the bullying that led her to the suicide. People are being very hypocritical right now because oh, there is so much hate sick. going towards Sherry. She's trying to show remorse. Yeah, she's trying to do that. Like, yeah. give her the space now. Don't, give don't them be, send, the space. Don't yeah, be don't sending be her sending, death threats. Don't be going telling her to kill herself. All that kind of stuff. And it's unfortunate because a sickening. lot of the queens have jumped in on their angle. Anyway, um, that's where we stand on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay? we just So thank you so much for listening to that, guys. We're going to get back to reviewing the show we love in the way that we have thus far. Yeah. And we're going to focus on things within the context of the episode. And I think we've, we've said our piece about what Sherry's done. All right. Okay, shall we move on? Yes, please. Okay, so here we go. Season 12, episode 2. Yeah. And um, 
Let's start off with the quote. We done already done had ours. <laughs> and that was Widow who wrote that, wasn't it? I actually thought that was quite clever. Yeah, Basically, yeah. these girls who had done part one left a mirror message for the girls coming in part two. And that was it. Basically hinting that there's people that have been here before. Hmm. Mm. And even the first girl who comes in notices, ah, there are dresses, there are wigs around the place. There are many clues. What? Who was the first girl to come in? First girl to come in is Rockam Sakura. Yes. And what a ball of fun she is. What what a bubble bubble of fun yeah. she is. She just comes in and she's an explosion of mm-hmm. energy. Um, She's got very much bubblegum pink ice skater girl realness. She's giving me kind of like, well, she wears her influences on her sleeve. She loves anime, she loves manga. She's giving me very like magical girl from anime you know like like sailor moon except you know she wasn't in that color scheme but it was like kind of like magical girl you know pretty in pink leotard outfit it would have been great if she had like a wand or something as well a pow yeah um i just love that she came and she's running circuits on the floor she's like you know she's like um the person that goes in and wants to rub their scent yeah. everywhere and claim the space. She's on the stairs, then she's on the floor, she's on the table. And then I love that cute thing she does to that um, portrait of um, RuPaul. Yeah, she's that was like, good. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. She was lovely. I, I just got really fun, positive vibes from, yeah. um, from Rockham and uh, really enjoyed what she was bringing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, yeah, I do. Um, Dahlia Sin strolls in. Mm-hmm. Um, Dahlia Sin is from the House of Aja. She's she's like a combination of... Do you remember the double denim done by um, Britney Spears and <laughs> Justin Timberlake? One of the best, most iconic fashion moments ever, you uh, mean? It was I like thought- quadruple denim, really, because it was like two people in double denim. I, she definitely did that, that double denim glitter uh, but she was, combination of that, adding rhinestones mm-hmm. to it. She was giving me kind of like, there's, there's a conglomeration of lots of different kind of like, oh, what's hip? What's fashionable at the moment? What are like the likes of the Kardashians and, you know, just cool hip drag girls in general? She had that wet hair look going on, which is really popular at the moment. Oh. Um, you know, it looked like almost like she'd, she'd put loads of mousse through her hair and not blow dried it through properly. Just let it kind of air dry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and the, the double denim was... Uh, again, it felt quite current because it had like acid splashed, acid wash kind of look, and it was quite bedazzled, wasn't it? Mm. Um, gorgeous face, gorgeous face. She, she looks, she, she's a hot girl, and she's just like bored and over it, a kind of attitude yeah. already, you know. Yeah. And I'm here to steal your man. Ow. Now that was okay. a big theme throughout the episode, wasn't it? I, yeah, and, she, and felt, actually, you know, that's mm. the most honest thing she said about her brand yeah. is that I'm here to steal a man because every time that we go through, it seems that she just she's here for the boys. She's a yeah. she's a hot girl that's here to take or pick up a guy, and I, and I really yeah. feel that's her purpose of track. I, I kind of got a little bit bored of that vibe throughout the episode, but there was um, she made constant references to how hot she is, especially in comparison to other people, which is a bit of an unattractive thing to say, I think. Um, and yeah, she's here to steal your man's. I mean, like, sorry, drag queens are always going to feel that a lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of the attitudes you get from a drag queen is going to be I'm hotter than you, or or, or, or confidence of some sort, whether it be beauty, whether it be talent, whether it be makeup, whether it be something. They're always going to feel the best of that. Uh, it was so just she's the, very. Yeah. It's the way that she conveyed it that was a bit kind of like oh. Eh. Next up, we got Sherry Pie coming Sherry in. Pie. I loved her look. Do you know what? And and again, I, when I saw her, mm. the energy that I get from her is just so cool. Like yeah. 
she's a kind of drag queen. I would love to walk into a club and she's on that night. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I will. She will make me feel at home. I know that she will host. I know I will have a good time. Mm-hmm. She's going to be good vibes. She's going to be good energy. Yeah. She's like a drag queen hostess and that's the vibe I'm getting. And she's campy and she's larger than life. And um, yeah. What did you think about her dress? Well, it was a cherry pie, wasn't it? Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Because you had like the cherries at the top and the crust at the bottom, and she had a first in show rosette on her. Yeah, so very she, country, very country to that typical kind of country lady. Yeah, that it was host. that kind of flared skirt, wasn't that? Yeah. And she was, um, well, you know, the, the best in show rosette. She was, um, you know, setting out her intentions from the beginning. But yeah, she's she was campy, fun, high energy, and exactly what you said. She'd be such a good hostess in a yep. bar. Um, and next up, we got Jan. Now, Jan confused me because she comes in and she's like, are you, ready, what, are you ready to play some basketball? When she's wearing a baseball A, ba- a baseball outfit, as in she's talking about the moment that Fergie did that beautiful rendition of the American National Anthem. Oh, God. If you get a chance to listen to it, I might even add a little clip. It is just the most awkward singing Ever it's that stylistic choices <laughs> at choices 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 yes I was entertained by her <laughs> rendition of um it was interesting I was entertained the spa bangled banner whatever it is spa, spa bangled yeah um, anyway I thought it was a weak reference to make and it was uh it was a, it was a dress with a rhinestone glittered out um varsity coat wasn't it if you've got to explain it then you probably need to drop the reference yeah with a very kind um, of ariana grande whiff yeah a whiff going on it was, yeah it was ariana like a whiff? reversible sequins like baseball themed outfit yeah wasn't it? um obviously reversible sequins are everywhere at the moment as well she's in there she's already singing her runs yeah. she knew sherry <laughs> and they it seemed like they presented a similar sort of like multi-talented package the two of them mm. and i think they saw if they know each other in their own friendly terms, but probably saw rivalry in each other as well. Yeah, well, um, always. Because they can New bring York similar Queens things. are always going to be that way, aren't they? They're quite. There's a ferocity in their yeah. nature, and also because they're both camp, they're both music theatre kind of mm-hmm. queens. I think. Yeah. As, no, they are, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They both said it outright. And the other th- thing with with Jan is, and this is a theme for her throughout the episode, is how ambitious she is. She's got her eyes on the prize, and she really wants to. Yeah. You know, she, she wants to step into the mainstream she doesn't just want to be gay famous um, um which is something good which is good mm, to want to voice. be more than what you can be mm. to reach for the stars the climb is- every mountain high <laughs> just reach for the stars as a wise philosopher once said yes yes <laughs> oscar wilde thank you yes yes it was oscar wilde um and a lovely voice on her she gives wow. us some runs, okay, you know, she? some people are like, I'm a singer, but this girl this girl is a singer. Do you know what he looks like out of drag? Um, he looks like someone who would be in a boy band. He's got that, like, he, he could be in one direction. He's got that cute boy charm kind of look going on. Do you know what I mean? He'd be like, the gay one in the boy band. Yes, yeah. that comes out later. No, he'd yeah, come out no, during the well, show run. Well, there'd be suspicions. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then... Yeah, she'd come out to nobody's surprise. Um, and last to walk into the room is no, sorry, not last. The next to walk into the room is Jada Essence. Jada Essence Hall. Essence Hall. Yeah. Who is just a woman. She I thought that and then Sherry said it. She's yeah, a woman. She is she just is a, a woman. woman. She is um 
Well, she calls herself, a, you know, rather than a drag artiste, she's a female impersonator. Mm. And that's what she's selling. She's giving me beautiful, poised, feminine beauty. I love yeah. the color of she's the dress she was wearing. with the Turquoise. 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 As, as, did you notice it was Jan who said turquoise? And Jan is, as we know... Um, the the drag daughter of uh, Alexis. Alexis Michelle. Yes. And it was Alexis. I remember it was a big like meme in um in uh, her season went during the uh, the YMCA challenge and she was dressing up in Native American garb and she had this this ball of turquoise embellishments just really spoke to me. Yes. Um you know what I love? She walked in and she just oozes confidence she's just like she? eat it up guys she's just like yeah and, and they're all complimenting her she's just mm-hmm. like thank you thank you thank um, you she Self said aware. that she sews as well she's brought 90 percent of what she's brought she's made and if what she's worn this episode is representative of that she's gonna slay the runway she's a she's a stunning woman she really um, is very self-aware mm. um she's not new to this she had like a she's kind just, of justified sense of confidence yeah about her, didn't she, she comes across as a very seasoned queen been there done that now i'm here somebody who slayed the pageant circuit for a while and she's like mm, i need my next challenge uh last walk in is aiden zane aiden zane <laughs> Is that going to take off? It's not. <laughs> I'm going to make it take Stop off. Stop trying to make Aiden Zane happen. It's not <laughs> going to happen. Now, Aiden Zane. Um, Aiden was in, uh, well, it was kind of, uh, her signature, it looks like, is the kind of pixie cut gamine um, black hair that she was wearing. And I think she wore it like four out of her five looks this episode. Um, and she had a kind of like Versace print jacket over a pvc bodysuit didn't she so what's that telling us you know the pvc is kind of like an snm reference and the the jacket was like oh but it's fashion um so the thing that i liked do you know i actually ended up really feeling for aiden during this sequence because she came in and i don't know if these the edit or what i felt like they were interrogating her it was like they were pelting her with a lot of questions who's they all of the girls. The are, girls. So the girls. Well, yes, the girls started coming. Well, you know what they're asking? I bet you these are the questions everyone's curious. When you meet another drag queen, mm-hmm. you want to know, oh, where, do you, where are you from? Um, what's the scene there like? And where do you work? And how many shows do you do? I don't think they were hassling her. I think everyone. I don't know. As a, I think every other drag queen would walk in there and expect to know how to answer these. Hi, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I work. For, I'm, I'm in New York. I do this club. I do three nights a week hosting. I do gigs here. I think some of the girls smelt blood in the water and that she was maybe a little bit of a lame duck. Well, but she came across as quite evasive. That's the thing. She didn't and so they were like, well, certainty. can you answer? Because I bet you it was, it was a lot like, we've all answered these questions. It's quite standard for a drag queen then, to answer these. So what do you do in a situation? Well, maybe you're not going to be a good example. But like, what do you do in a situation if somebody doesn't feel comfortable answering questions? Do you keep asking them? In the context of drag... In the context I, I, of another extreme diva persona, well, that's the why thing. are you shy? I, I just think they were asserting dominance in this situation. They were like, yeah, she doesn't do shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not as polished as us. But Aiden didn't help herself by answering with uncertainty and being a bit evasive. But it, it, she ended up like, I remember being a bit put off by her attitude in the Meet the Queens. But in this moment, I was like, ah, I see her vulnerability. She doesn't mm. have the confidence the other girls have. And I ended up warming to her and liking her. 
Oh no, I, I wanted her to answer the damn question. I, I'd be, I'd be one of the queens there going, "Where do you work?" So I, I mean, mm. I wrote down here. She's a, she's the scaredy cat of the season. One of my favorite. Like, where have you done drag? Where, what, where are you? Atlanta, sort of. I think. <laughs> um, one I of my dressed favorite. up for Halloween once. <laughs> this is, this is my actually my drag. first gig, guys. Um, my favorite interaction in that though was when she says, "Oh, when I'm on stage, I'm definitely an actress," and then Cherry was like, "Oh, well, if you're an actress." what did you train and she's like well i don't actually have any training but (laughs) you know and guess guess, how many times do you work how many times do you work um and she's like well it's an hour to the nearest club and then she's just like so evasive Mm. anyway um that's ed and zane she says she's mysterious and you know what yeah she's mysterious because i who the hell are you? What the mm. hell do you do? And that's a question that I kind of asked throughout. Yeah. Um, I, she says she's psychotic, and I know that you, as a psychiatrist, it's one of those terms. Uh, it's a psychiatrist. You, you cringe, didn't you? I saw, I saw you die inside <laughs> when people always, misuse terms of psychology. But there are so many terms that you know are, are used um, strictly and technically in you know mental health work that people use very colloquially. Uh, terms like psychotic, paranoid, um, and she made a lot of references to different mental health terms. Actually, you know, she talked about later in the episode talked about having multiple personalities and that sort of thing. Terms that people generally get a bit mixed up and don't quite know the meaning of. In my experience, unless they have their own experience of it, so that remains to be seen. I'm going to withhold judgment on that because I wonder if Aiden might tell us a little bit later in the series about some of her own mental health struggles, which would give more context to it. Yeah, uh, there's always, I think every queen, <laughs> I think every queen goes through mental health. <laughs> Such a big thing. Well, it, it's, yeah. it's, I think, Especially drag, Sherry. drag Sherry's drag. going through some mm. huge mental health issues. Drag is therapy for so for many. <laughs> we pray for her. We pray for you, girl. We, we, we got you. Her. We got you. No, okay. Um, so that's all the queen's entrances. Now, Ru, RuPaul comes into the workroom. Again she, with the scarf. The sporty, John Galliano scarf. And what, did, what were you saying about her wearing the scarf underneath the hut? Well, I, I just thought she was going for like a John Galliano look. But my friend Sophie, shout out to Sophie. Hey. hey. Um, said, well, I wonder if she's covering some surgical scars because she's looking a little for a fresh. Ooh. So I wonder if that's what the deal is. Rue was looking perhaps, maybe it's just her skincare regime, a little tighter. I don't know. Maybe she's using retinol. D- maybe she is. Yeah. I've been trying to get Bolo into it. No, I'm not trying to get you into it. I use it and you've been intrigued. Well, because your your skin looks really good. <laughs> Smoking mirrors your, and filters. Your skin, yeah. Typical, <laughs> typical homos. Smoking mirrors. Uh, he's a gay. <laughs> Okay, so now, just like last week, these Mm. girls are put through the same mini-challenge, which is a spring versus fall runway, okay? Mm. And we got some judges there, and it's Kim Chi. We see Raven. Now, Kim Chi is, well, they're specifically dressed as, she's dressed as Anna Sui, isn't she? It's Anna Sui. Sorry, (laughs) me and my stupid accent. It's first things. And we, the actual Zoldi was there, and the actual Raven, and it took, we couldn't figure out who... um, Andre Lientelli and um, Karl Lagerfeld were, but it was Mayhem as Andre and Sonique as Karl Lagerfeld. We were like, that's a woman dressed as Karl Lagerfeld. I was like, is it is it um, Landon Sider? But no, it was Sonique. So it's good to I see don't them think Landon Sider would ever do that. Karl Lagerfeld? She totally would. 
but not not in that style. Not in that style. Anyway, so let's... <laughs> she'd be an undead zombie, Carl Hagerfeld. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's Which would be amazing, thinking. by the way. Halloween outfit sorted. So now let's go to the spring looks. Let's do the spring and the fall for both of them, okay? Yeah. So as as we go through. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Sakura comes in a come to come come to the sir. She mentioned Come to Garçon. <laughs> I'm like, um, Come to Garçon. <laughs> which I could kind of see in the silhouette. You know, Come to Garçon often has those kind of like flowing long layers. I remember Pete Burns was a big fan of Come to Garçon in the 80s. Um, but her prints, she designed that print herself and it was stunning. Yes. So much fun. The the anime character on the side, I'd love to have seen it just laid out to get a feel for that character. But, I, you know, this is the kind of color scheme I love, like bubblegum pink, pastel blue. Um, and she's, she's borrowed Chad Michael's w- wig from She did, the Lady Pimp wig. The Lady Pimp. Which? Red, yellow. What was it? Green, <laughs> yellow, red, red. red. There it go. Red. <laughs> she borrowed Chad's lady pimp wig, which is cool. It's a very um, anime kimono kind of spring. Yeah, the the kind of long sleeves and stuff gave that kind of like kimono silhouette, but it was actually like a shift dress underneath yes. a jacket, or like a long jacket. Um, she looked gorgeous. One of my favorite looks. I, yeah, loved no, the it, color scheme. Loved the fun she brought. I like it. I mean, and, and those are my colors. I mean, she's just. Springing it to the runway, <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> well, Sakura, cherry blossoms. Sakura, yeah. Wouldn't actually, wouldn't that have been really cool if she'd taken spring really literally and had had a far more cherry blossom inspired look? I mean, it was gorgeous. She anyway, could have, but... she could have done a, um, I guess, so emotional and taken off her weaf. Yes, you could have taken her weaf. Sakura, Sakura could petals. have come down. Oh my god! Why, why aren't we executive producers on Drag Race? <laughs> Um, very acid trip rainbow explosion, I wrote. And um, mm. she's got that nice Powerpuff wig on there. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. Now, let's go to her fall, also known as Autumn. Oh, really? Because I'm all about education. Thank you for the education. Yes. And um, I I like it. This was fishtail dress taken literally because um, she had the koi cap print. Now, one thing I would say is the material was a little bit heavy and didn't quite fit in some places in the way that I would like. The fit wasn't the best and it actually showed um her her padding, her her mm-hmm. her, her harsh padding really yeah. badly. That, that didn't do good for that. But I'm um, kind of a minor criticism because overall it was so pretty. Yeah, love that like koi cart print and the on the powder blue background. Um I love that sort of contrast. And her hair was like a goldfish sort of colour as well. Mm. Um in a kind of ripple wave. Um and she's very covered up and she had those kind of like shoulder pieces that reminded me of a rain mac as well. So altogether, it was very kind of aquatic, um, yes. watery, but beautiful. Like the, she said it was made of felt, which must be such a heavy and strange material to work with. I, I don't, don't even know. know what that is. I ain't a seamstress. I said I felt. Yeah, I like that reference. I said I felt. We, we use that on a daily. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's go to Dahlia's sin. I loved Dahlia's spring look. Her spring look is delicious. It's beautiful. It's green. It, it's beautifully fitted and paired with that wig is just, I, I thought it was quite stunning. It's very much kind of like, I, you love brights, don't you? And these were like acid brights. Yeah. It was like, Acid green with bright orange hair. And I appreciate that contrast because um, red hair always looks good with green dresses. Like uh, beautiful redheaded women look so good, like emerald green gowns. This was more of an acid kind of color, though. Um, it was the exact same color scheme as um, Trinity Taylor's entrance look on All Stars 4. Yes. 
um, which I don't think was a deliberate reference, but there we go. That's nothing like the... Well, no, it was the same colour scheme, exactly. It's just colour. Oh, really? Colours just colours, are they? <laughs> Thank I mean, you for that education. Um, now, it looked to me like something Kylie Jenner would wear because it was PVC, very beautifully fitted, mm. not to my taste, really, and with this kind of, like, you know, neon acid green fox fur um, across the shoulders and the trim at the bottom. I would say, like, I felt like maybe the, the shoulder fur broadened her a little more in terms of her proportions, but overall, you know. Yeah, I think it was riding a little too low. Mm. The la <laughs> The la It's what we call in the business the la pouf. The la pouf. And um, her fall, aka autumn look, I just felt was so expensive. And I loved the use of that, like, that, that weave. The spit curls. Yes. And I the hood, loved yeah. It. I thought that was beautiful. No, she didn't mention this, but I thought it was heavily inspired by um, some looks that Gautier was doing a good few years ago. And the likes of Rihanna and Andrea Pejic were modeling them. And it, the oh. the whole oh she got references well I just remember it distinctly <laughs> because it's such a distinct look and it was bands of kind of like textured material mm. with um with nude exactly um, netting yeah, no. in between um and it was really really clever because it altered the proportions depending on how wide the stripes were anyway it looked like it was heavily inspired by that um I, which is a nice reference she looked like an expensive lady. Really expensive what lady. I got. Um, really expensive lady. What about Sherry Pie? Let's look at Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie. Um, so her first look was very 50s bombshell. Marilyn Monroe. Jane Mansfield. Um, but we, you you had comments about the, the new delusion netting, didn't you? Yeah, I, look, I'm not a big fan. I'm, just my personal taste. I'm not mm. a big fan of new delusion. If... I know that it's new delusion. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna think and believe that you're. It's actually just your skin. Yeah. So when it's ill-fitting, that's the biggest giveaway that you're wearing something that is supposed to be an illusion of you being nude. Yeah, and you could definitely see that she was wearing a garment. That yeah. was yeah. Because I, I didn't like that. It took me away from that mm. fantasy. It, it took me away from that illusion. Yeah. Now. I would have loved this look if it didn't have those embellishments on it. I think they really detracted from it. It was kind of like a weird tacked on thing with an otherwise very um, sophisticated look. Um, the the silhouette and everything was lovely and very classic, as my, we mentioned, 50s Hollywood. My question is <clears throat> to Sherry Pa. Yeah. Sherry Pa, what was with those tassels, girl? <laughs> What was it? <laughs> Enhancer is, well, one of my eyes is a little bit bigger than the other. <laughs> one of my hips is bigger than the other hip, so uh, I really had to put... They, no, they, were, they were like an afterthought. It was unnecessary. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. I think it actually cheapened the dress. In contrast to her second look, which we both loved, which is yes. basically Zorro does drag. And that's all <laughs> I have to say, frankly, because yeah. that tells you everything you need to know. Do you know what would have been so much so cool if she'd actually had a sword, though? Mm. Yeah. Well, she did. She tucked it. Ah. <laughs> there was something about it that gave me a little bit of Angelica Houston as well. Like in the, you know, the witches. Yes. Angelica Houston was the Grand High Witch. Did she have like a head wrap, like a black head wrap of some sort in that? I think she did. I don't think she ever did. There's some sort of Angelica Houston look where she's got that kind of black head wrap. Stunning, gorgeous woman. I love Angelica Houston. I thought she looked quite chic. And I love how her mm. face was framed with the hat and the headscarf. Yeah. And, and it, it was a it was a good 
it was a good frame for the picture, which is her face, and her face is painted beautifully. I, I, love, I think she's very I, I good. I love her with, paint. Yeah, yeah, she paints so well. Um, I think like I didn't really get a proper sense of it in the Meet the Queens, but in this this first episode, I'm thinking like she can paint her face, and she's not got an easy face to paint. <laughs> was was it a read? <laughs> no, I mean everybody's because got... she's ugly. <laughs> no, Just she's not. everybody's face is, is you know suited to drag to different yeah. degrees, and That's hers is fa- not. That, this is the face I got. This and is she the... she does a fantastic. It's a compliment to her makeup skills. Is what yeah. it is. Let's talk about Jan. Just Jan. Just Jan. Oh, okay. Now she was bringing back UK hodgepodge with her spring look. Now, yeah, there were different elements in here. I mean. Every season you see somebody making reference to sort of Marie Antoinette kind of Regency era. I think she was having a little stab at that. But there was what was with the the gladiator sandals and the miniskirt. Gladiator and... slash ballet with the Dolce & Gabbana inspired skirt with the mm. artisan kind of... I, I mean, the you know what? To be honest, this is probably this is probably very on brand for her as someone who was doing the mostest. Because she is, she's, she's doing so much. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like this dress shows that. It's, it's a very, mm, very good... Um, I feel like Jan's fashion ambitions are kind of are beyond her reach at the moment. And she needs a little bit of time to refine her taste and her ability to edit. Um, and, you know, maybe money as well. Perhaps this is kind of homemade. And stuff. Certainly the course, it looked really cheap. Um it was just, it was too much, too many different elements. Hmm. Yeah. But what about her fall? Her fall, I wrote, like, it's very, like, Matrix. That Matrix kind of hmm. um, trench coat that is just a different material. She certainly gave me villainess. She was some sort of villainess from, like, an 80s cartoon. But she'd be, like, the Iguana Queen or something like that. Um, because it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> she's like, the, and she, um, she had like, uh, there was a coat over a dress and they're both quite bulky and there was like even the ridge. Is it, is it a plane? Is it a bird? No, it's Iguana Queen. <laughs> I, copyrighted. I'm copywriting that now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a comic about Iguana Queen. Mm. Um, and it had the ridges that looked like a spine on a, on a reptile and stuff. And it yeah. was in that kind of snake print. Uh, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of like fun in camp, I guess. Um, there was, it wasn't as chic as she thought it was. Yeah, the, si- the silhouette with the shoulders and everything was quite eighties. Let's go about Miss Jada. Miss Jada serving real Wootham, Wootham, <laughs> real Wootham. Yes, real woman, Southern belle, ladies mm-hmm. who lunch. I organize a brunch and book reading club, and I do charities. Yeah, it's kind of what I got from her with her nice yep. big weave, um, that beautifully fitted dress. Um, She's. It was very Real Housewives of Atlanta. That, yep. I think that is like her go-to for her aesthetic. Um, because like exactly as you said, it was like a gorgeous Southern Bales like fitted dress and she's padded for filth. She's beautiful. But those peekaboo cutouts kind of updated it and turned it from like a, a church dress into something quite fashion forward, I thought. Her autumn look is just beautiful. It's just like I she looks like a Fancy artisan French woman mm. walking down the Champs de Lazare with a croissant, <laughs> absolutely hailing down a taxi. Oh yeah, um, You're feeling that fall, fantasy. Men falling at her feet. Oh, I mean, they would she do. She just looks expensive, and she. 
I mean, that's stunning. She's a trail of broken hearts in her wake. That, I, I love that fantasy. That you, I love the narrative you've created yes, there. Yes, thank you. Um, to me, again, it was kind of similar, but it was like Real Housewives go to Paris. Um, I love the color blocking in the sense that she's in that powdery lavender from top to toe. The details like the beret, the, the quilting on the jacket was quite like Chanel, I thought. Um, and there was the furry bolero, the high-waisted trousers that, you know, to again, to, to sell, to wear a pair of trousers yeah. and look like a woman, mm-hmm. as Rue says, is just, that's a, that's a feat in and of itself. She's 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 opulence. She and is pure opulence. I love the idea that she may have made both of these outfits. Yes, mm-hmm. I reckon she did. And if she did, like, girl, get yourself on Next in Fashion. Yep. Yeah. Um, then we have Miss Aiden Zane, Aiden Zane wearing an art school project hmm. um, sprinkle yellow kind of like yellow tin man, but it's actually a sunflower. No, it just, it just looked very, very um, craft. Yes, very, very like school crafts project. Um, She's a bit like a. Uh, a primary school teacher who'd asked her pupils to make her an outfit for drag yeah, race. It's, it's what you see little spring. kids wearing yeah. to, um, yeah, with gumboots. It's quite, it's quite literal. Um, there were nice ideas in here. I wasn't sure about the execution. The dress was a bit ill-fitting. Um, it was like a shift dress, wasn't it? It gave me Bill and Ben, the flower pot men, and their friend Little Weed. Did you get that in New Zealand? No. Okay. It was. It's a. It's. It was like puppets from the. I don't know, like the sixties or something, and there were two men made made of flower pots who lived in the garden, and their best friend was a sunflower. Hmm. Her autumn look. Let's move on <laughs> we'll to leave that that acid yeah. trip there. She's like wearing um, a big tea cozy that was, like you said, it was a bit too short. You there felt was, there was so much about this that I did actually like, but the the poncho needed to be a good foot or two longer because I could see her big black granny panties. But I loved that autumnal print. I loved the idea of the poncho. I loved the woolen crochet um, booties. Um, and she had like a little hat. Now, again, her go-to look, I think, for both these looks, again, she had the gamine pixie crop um, and she had a little hat on it. Um, and I think that's what she loves to do, basically. She's never happier than when she's wearing short black hair and a little hat. Mm. I do love the colours. It's very, it's very autumnal. I like this one a lot more. My only gripe is I think the poncho should have been longer. Yeah, I, I love the colour scheme from head to toe. The earrings, mm. the um, the the actual poncho, the oh, yeah. um, if the knee high kind of socks boots thingy, the hat, or if the knickers. Well, I think it was probably a leotard or something matched the colour scheme. That would have sorted it out as well. Mm. If they'd they'd been in an autumnal colour, like a rusty red. Yes, what I what I wrote here as well is that you know she's she's saying she's a monster queen, mm. and every time you get something very fashion, you you want to fit the theme, but you also want to fit the theme to who you are and to yeah. what your brand is. Now she's saying she's a horror queen and mysterious, but she's actually giving quite commercial commercial looks on the runways. What was what I thought? I thought this yeah. was a good time for us to see who you are. Um, all the other girls are doing it. Um, especially we look at Jade Essence Hall showing an opulent woman, and she has said mm. that she she wants to create a female. She's a female imperson- impersonator. Um, she wants to look expensive. She yeah. said that I meet the queens, and I and I'm seeing her through the themes of spring and autumn. I'm not seeing that at all with Miss Jade. What's her name? Aiden Zane. I'm not seeing that. <laughs> we combined them, the Jade yeah. and Zane. And this was a perfect opportunity for her on the first episode to let us know who she is yeah and um she didn't accomplish it but the looks are okay 
that spring look is meh. We'll come to the main stage runway later where she was possibly a bit more successful. Mm. We'll, we'll come to that later. All right. So that was the looks. Now tell me your favorites. It's, I want, uh, no. Ooh, I'm not prepared. Um, no, my favorites were uh, spring, definitely Wakem Sakura. Okay. And your favorite autumn? Oh, possibly Jada. Jada? Okay. Um, I'm going to go exactly with you. My favorite uh, spring was definitely Sakura. Yeah. Um, let me have one last gander through all of this. <laughs> have a gander. Um, no, yes, my favorite. Um, no, it's between her and Dahlia. You love Dahlia. I, mean, I really you, do you, love Dahlia. You love Dahlia. Neon Bright. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I want to say, look, you say, you say Sakura. I'm going to say Dahlia. Okay. My favorite, um, autumn okay. one is again between Dahlia and, uh, really? And our female impersonator. Jada. Uh, mine would be between Sherry and Jada for Autumn. Mine's been, yeah, no. I, Dal- I mean, Dali's looks are amazing. Okay. I, I like her looks. It's, it's expensive. These shoes are I think expensive. They're expensive. D- Dahlia's whole thing is looking good, so she needs to bring looks. Wow, that's a read. <laughs> wow, is it? Or is it just that's her brand? How do you really feel about our queens this season? <laughs> okay, so that was it. Now the Maxi Challenge is coming up. What is the Maxi Challenge? Um, they're performing in an original musical number called You Don't Know Me. Yeah. And they need to write and perform an entertaining verse that tells them how good they are. Uh, sorry, who they are. And they also need to come up with the choreography. Basically, it's last week again, except this time they've got a music theatre Fosse inspired number to write and choreograph. What's to. a Fosse? What's a- <laughs> actually? I mean, you know, I am. Uh, I have a vague awareness of Bob Fosse, just you know, from living in the Western world. But you've taught me a lot about him. So some of our listeners might not know a lot about Bob Fosse. Could you tell us a little bit? Just pot no, history? No. No. <laughs> well, for, see, look, anyone in dance and anyone into theatre is going to know who Bob Fosse is. Now, he is an, um, he's choreographed cabaret, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. Pippin, you know, all that jazz. Liza Minnelli is very, very um, everyone knows that because of her mm-hmm. and she kind of helped bring his kind of style to life and all that jazz. Now, when you think Fosse, and this is, this is what you need to take to a challenge like this is yeah. it's very he's got a very sexy but yet se- there's a sensuality to his style and his movement and it's like the turned in knees um the jazz hands the sideways shuffling the punctuate punctuate hand move movement and i'm i'm doing obviously there's a camera Paolo is giving me a performance I'm, I'm, here i'm trying to i'm trying to like i can, I can show you the feeling but it's very it's a it's a sensual kind of swagger. Mm. It's it's slow, it's stylish, and it's jazz. Don't you find and it interesting you, you mentioned Bob Fosse last week when you were talking about um, Jackie Cox's look? Yes, yeah. yes. And I, yeah, I mean, he's... Um, and it was right because Jackie Cox actually um, quoted Beyonce's Get Me Bodied. Ah. When Get Me Bodied was actually, um, when she posted that picture, she put the Get Me Bodied quote. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was from Fosse. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, Fosse is a name. He's just a name, and he's he's helped mm. give j- a certain jazz style. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what they needed to do with this challenge. Does it surprise you that some of the queens like Dahlia don't know Bob Fosse? 
Yeah, of course. It's 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 very much a no one died at Stonewall. Mm. Kind of so moment. Is it a bit of a case of the younger queens not knowing their references again? Well, no, that's not no because the, one of the younger queens was Jan, who was young. She's, but she loved musical theatre. Exactly. So it's it's a very much you have to be in that environment. You have to be mm. in that space because Fosse is just like. RuPaul mm. for the dance community. Everyone knows the Fosse, and everyone, any dancer or performance person can easily give you a Fosse move. Jazz <laughs> and knees in, you know. You're making me think of the uh, the SNL skit where Eliza Minnelli tries to turn off a light and she's doing all this like Fosse esque choreography. She's <laughs> 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 like, I can't find the damn thing. Yeah. Um, the. I guess, like, my impression going into this is that some of the girls who love the musical theatre, Sherry, Jan, um, had the avantage here. The, yeah, um, and anyone who has an awareness of their limbs and the movement <laughs> is going to have it um, any kind of advantage with, with this kind of thing, mm. especially um, vocally, because we didn't see it, but we definitely know that the girls went and recorded their tracks Like as last well. week, we couldn't see the recording yes. process. So going into this, the same issue, who's going to be our choreographer? And then they do mm. designate a choreographer, which this one is secure. Yeah. And then there's always going to be... Um, there's always a kind of conflict with the direction and the creativity of it. I found the conversation quite interesting in the sense that um, Sherry was clearly pushing from the beginning with like, I know all about Bob Fosse. I do a musical theatre show once a week. We do a different um, uh, musical theatre sort of theme, but I don't want to choreograph. I'm not a choreographer. And so it felt like Sakura wanted to kind of put herself forward to be seen this episode yep. and she was like well I teach a dance class but somebody else's choreography I'll give it a go but then she was like Sherry would you edit me I think she said and Sherry was like yeah and that kind of gave Sherry a bit of a carte blanche to kind of like be the choreographer and the director but not really be it so nothing could really fall at her feet if it went yeah, wrong. it's not. My, yeah, I'll, I'll help out with it. Mm. I'll, I'll give you the ideas and mm. please take them. But like at the end of the day, if the ship's sinking, I'm throwing you out first. Your, your <laughs> yes. name's coming up there, isn't <laughs> You'll it? Be the first one to walk the plank. Yeah, and now and this is a good time for us to see relationships and personalities. Now we we see straight away that um, Jada will voice her opinion. Yeah, Jada will tell you how right. she feels. If yeah. she's got a feeling, she's going to say it. And mm. that's exactly what happened. They're doing the choreography mm-hmm. and she's saying, make it simpler, make it simpler. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Um, which is, I mean, I mean, that's who she is. But like, when, especially when you're in that space, don't say, no, that's not going to work. That's too hard. Okay, yeah. give me your solution. Why is it hard? Okay, then yeah. what do you think would be better? She wasn't super constructive, Jada, in this situation. Yeah, was she? but she was super loud. She, she was really super good. Loud. She, she, um, well, very... she, she had a calm way about it, but she asserted herself. Yeah. Um, we could see alliances forming. Clearly, Jan and Sherry very much on the same page as musical theatre queens. They know each other. They've got an alliance. In that kind of squabble, Jada was very quick to try, try and draw... Um, uh, Dahlia. Dahlia in yes. to be her ally. She was like, you heard me saying it earlier and Dahlia was like, oh. like Dahlia, for all her big talk about being a big boss bungee bitch. Does bowdy, not... bowdy. If you're going to be a bowdy, bowdy bitch, yeah. girl, don't it, be wh- weak sauce. <laughs> don't be weak Whether it comes later, she was avoiding conflict this episode. And there were numerous times when she actually came across as quite sweet and non-confrontational in the presence of others, but, but, you know, in the confessional, she's like, Oh, I cause drama. Ooh. And it was kind of, this isn't matching up Dahlia. 
well, let's see, let's see what direction that goes in. Yep. And then Sakura was is a real people oh, pleaser and she just yes. wanted everybody to be happy and even by the end she was nearly in tears being like I'm sorry I'm yes. sorry and very apologetic and Aiden Aiden was uh, again feeling quite overwhelmed Aiden's Aiden's like you know what we always there's always certain there's always um, characters for this type of project and there's mm. always the really really creative one there's always the person who's got a big mouth that says no yeah and then there's always the one that says i don't know how to dance mm -hmm. there's always that queen. So always aiden, one, yeah, aiden yeah. was the i don't dance queen um yeah. that's it you know as i was looking at it and it was like mm, i think you're asking me oh well what is it like what's the choreography like i don't know what the choreography is like because i don't know what the music is yeah so i can't judge if what they're doing is good or bad because i don't know what they're trying to hit mm -hmm. i don't know what they're trying to portray because I haven't heard the verse, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the counts, I don't know the beats. So, at that time of watching them rehearse, I'm just as lost as everyone. I'm just mm. there going, okay, I don't, I don't know if this is good or bad because I don't know what you're trying to marry the movement to. Yeah, and and it's really really hard when people are like, because you know Jada in that moment, I'm sure she was bad vibes and 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 a different type. She was feeling a different type of way. You know, she kept saying things that would make you awkward. Like we're wasting time. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Um. You're, I only met you today. I yeah, met you today. It's difficult, isn't it? And I know what is simple for me, but what's simple for me, Paolo, and what's simple for you, Tom, yes. is going to be completely different. So maybe is in, that my, a read? <laughs> in my mind, or maybe it is simple. And if, if someone's not there, doesn't have that training, mm -hmm. um, I don't. I thought I was doing it simple. I mean, it's, it's hard to find that that equal level where, where people, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to do that, especially if I don't know you. Absolutely. So great reality TV, isn't it? Yeah, great exactly. conflict. <laughs> like, you guys met five minutes ago. Now work on this highly important, highly pressurized project. Um, don't let it stress you out, though. Yeah, but um, you've got an hour. Yeah, you, only an you've hour. got an hour, and your chances of staying in this show depends on this. <laughs> you yes. know, the the thing that you took out loans for, you've sacrificed your calendar for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. Okay. Um. So, so that happened, and then we see how it comes to fruition on the main stage. We, do we want to talk about um relationships? Now, there's that moment, mm. you know, that that vulnerable moment. We do have a mirror moment, by, don't we? Um, a mirror moment. Yes, because they always have been in the mirror, don't they? Oh, ever since. Like, remember in season nine in particular, it was the tragedy mirror. It really, Oof. really was. Don't joke about that. Don't joke about Don't that. Don't joke about that. Why you got to go straight to negative? <laughs> Why? Um, let's um, talk about it. So Sakura um, was triggered. We're calling her Sakura, aren't we? Like, we're just calling her Sakura. Because she's either Rock M or she's Sakura. Sakura no, suits I'm, 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 I like Sakura. I like Sakura. Um, Sakura talks about um, a trigger um, that, that happened yesterday where she doesn't like to be the cause of any problems or she doesn't like any... feeling responsible for other people um and she finds that highly evocative of her childhood and she tells a really really sad really affecting story i thought about um her mum and how her mum struggled with drug addiction problems but she says that her mum out and out told her on several occasions you were the reason and i think she said she meant her individually but also her siblings are the reason that i use which what an awful thing for a child to hear you've lost me because in my head now i'm just hearing celine dion's you Oh. I don't think it was like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing something far more, you know, 
dark. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, poor Sakura, um, she got very emotional. And again, we were observing, weren't we? Wow, she's known these guys five minutes and she's what, wearing a hat her? and a sleeve. But again, it's the pressure cooker of Drag Race, I think. It's like, I think people feel quite bonded quite quickly because they're thrown into the situation. It's sink or swim. And they um, don't have their phones. Don't have their phones. They're not allowed to talk when their cameras aren't rolling. And they're yeah, yeah, in yeah. isolation inside their hotels. Yeah. They they're not allowed to talk to anyone. They're lucky and then, if they've got Pokemon to play on. Yeah. But um so yeah, she told her story and it was um there was a lovely response from the other girls. They were really reassuring and, and supported yeah. her. But um it made sense, doesn't it? Because she she finds because her mum instilled in her that sense of her being responsible for her struggles with addiction and mental health, a sense of responsibility is now associated with negative outcomes for Sakura. And so yesterday was really difficult for her. So we might see her shy away from leadership roles. And hopefully the girls will support her in that because she's clearly expressed that she doesn't want that. I don't want it to mean that she sinks into the background though because I really like her. I just, for someone who has those, well, actually she didn't know that she had that issue. She said that that moment triggered her. So yeah. I was just about to say, if you knew that's what you were like, why did you put your hand up and why did mm. you expect why did you accept the responsibility? But then yeah. she did say, she was very, very apologetic. And she did say, um, I actually kind of shut down yesterday because yeah. um, that moment triggered something in me. So Again, um, you need, if you're going to take on that leadership role in the first episode, you, you've got to be one of the bigger characters in the yep. room. Yes. But also I think it made sense why she's got such a like bright, zany yeah. character. Um, you know escapism and she says you know her, if she was raised by tv escapism into bright zany cartoons has always been her safe her safe and happy place so why not live out that character and bring it into the world so that was a nice that was a nice moment yeah self-disclosure who's next who's next well also there was a nice moment when um Sherry was quite encouraging to Aiden about her struggles with her confidence. They didn't spend as much time on it, but um, but it was there. There was a nice moment there, and I think I do think Aiden. She reminded me a little bit of, um, and I hope she doesn't fade into the background like like Layla McQueen, who uh, you know I think quite often these kind of like slightly alternative queens with more of like horror goth emo kind of aesthetic. Um, I think they've had their own struggles with confidence. Um, and that's why they're attracted to that kind of like darker side of drag, if you like, because um, it helps them to express darker thoughts and emotions in like a really constructive way. And um, yeah, I think I, I hope that Aiden can come out of her shell because I think she's got a lot of creativity to bring. Don't you think Aiden looks like the Dragula, but those her makeup is very, very reminiscent yeah. of um, the Boulay brothers? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I think she. I, I think so. I think she's very. very I think much so. There. I, I bet she loves Dracula and the Boulay Brothers. She probably auditioned. I, I bet. Yeah, she's definitely auditioned. Yeah, I bet she really likes Van der Von Art. I think she's probably a big source of inspiration for her. Let's move on to the performances on the main stage. Yeah. Yeah, can I just comment on the judges because I love the choice of judges this week. Okay. Tanda Newton and Robin. Um, both of them were you could tell they were living for drag they loved what they were giving and I'm such a big fan of Robin you know that um, I had um, Never Again on repeat for several months um, and her last album Honey has been on repeat in my car I've loved her ever since um, Every Heartbeat um, she's fantastic I love Robin big fan right now let's talk about the performances mm. um, on the main stage yep 
I was pleasantly surprised by um, Aiden because Aiden, yeah. you know, she actually really did show that she was an actress. Yeah. Um, she was she actually stood out to me in this moment because I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet, and um, I could see her come alive on stage using her her much is very much the narrator like yeah. welcome to the the performance and she she really opened it really really well she emoted and created a character she I really really it. did overall what do i think about the performance i mean it was nothing like last week's it wasn't mm. also last week was a different genre and it's hard to get that same kind of energy from like that rap to get receive that as an energy from something quite theatrical and like yeah. jazzy and slower in tempo. So um yeah, last week was much better, but this week was okay. Who is your favorite and your least favorite in this performance? My favorite was I mean it was I don't know, my my the standouts were um what was her name? Jada. Jada with her Jada surprised me. Her dynamic movements, yep. um, owning the stage and her confidence and her verse, filling up the spaces. Also, really loved Jan. Now, Jan did take me out of the Fosse fantasy because mm-hmm. she came in and started doing like some kind of cartwheel cheerleading and then hip hop, <laughs> which again, showing her versatility. Yeah, she but, did a lot. Didn't but yeah, she, she did a lot in there. Like, this is my time. I want to show you who I am. Mm. This is who I am. And, um, and you know what? I'm a big fan of Extra. So I got your back, Jan. I got your back, girl. And then. If that you hit girl, girl, was it an F? Are you sure it's an F? It, it, it wasn't, it was different. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a high note. It was I a think high it was a note. C sharp. <laughs> yeah, your tone sounds really she sharp. <laughs> sounds really, yeah, that was a very high F sharp. Sherry point. made me laugh. Rockham Sakura made me laugh. Yes. In different ways. Sherry was like, she got it. She was like a musical theater comedian. Yeah. Sakura played to her strengths and did that funny sort of Dick Tracy. Hurry there, I'm going to tell you about a story. Yeah. The story is this, and I'm going to do a split over here, and I'm going to do a far high kick there to a death drop, and I'm going to do a yeah. fart of this, and you're back to mother. Yeah, it's a great Rem- character movement. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> Remind me of the intro to White Heat by Madonna. Yes, my, mm. I mean, the, my least favorite was in... Um, I, I thought the weakest in this was definitely Dahlia. No one's gonna, definitely no one's was. gonna come at me for that because um, she spent a quarter of reverse <laughs> moaning, <laughs> and then she spent the rest of her um, her time on there talking about titles she never got. And um, how much boys like her living in Cal the city? And, yeah, and and like, I'm here to get your man again. That we heard, you know, I've heard it. You said that in the intro. What okay. else? Who are you? Who I want to know who get, you are. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, Dahlia. But Aiden really surprised me. Overall, yeah. they were okay. Yeah, they were, it was an okay performance. Very different vibes last week. I think they had more of a challenge on their hands. Mm. I wasn't jumping. I wasn't throwing my ones at the screen. You know, well, <laughs> As he I, often I, is. I still got my money. I ain't bankrupt this <laughs> he week. He throws one pound coins at the screen <laughs> if, if it, he enjoys the performance. And we've got so many cracks in that TV. Yeah, so um, that's it. I mean, okay. that was the performance. They spend so much time on the choreography as an ensemble, and I, you never get to see it because they always mm. zoom into the queens. But yeah. um, yeah, the standout there vocally was Miss Jan. Yeah. Performance-wise, I would have to say, I performance was a toss between um, Jada and Secure Sherry. No, no, no. Those two. Oh, okay. Sheree was great. Sheree was amazing, but like, I'm, I'm just trying to keep it. Sheree, like not Sheree everyone, Blair. Not everyone can get a prize. Bloody hell. What if they try really hard? They deserve a prize for effort. No. If the, <laughs> the most improved was Aiden. 
Oh yeah. Now let's talk about the runway. Bring it to the run. Spring it to the runway. Huh. runway. Well, it's tool, which I think is such a fabromway idea. Yes. Um, you know what more drag fabric is there than tool if it's used properly? So no. Um, for this, the commentary for this has to be like, a, you know that what was it season five that that water spit that spit take, spit take that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so keep it really yeah. You want me the to commentary, keep it punchy. Yeah, keep it. Okay. Yeah, I can keep it punchy. Okay, Aiden Zane, uh, Rita Hayworth goes to an acid house rave in the nineties. Oh, nice! I got um mm. Robbie Turner's <laughs> yeah Robbie Turner, um season eight. Yeah, her her what was it night whatever it was. I I felt like that silhouette was very very similar to that. Yeah, and I also want to note that I still haven't seen any more. Horror, mm. horror queen stuff. She gives me more kooky than horror, but let's see what she brings. Yeah, she's, she's also giving me very, very commercial, you mm. know, and, and she's saying her brand is very not there, and that's all I'm seeing. First time she didn't wear the little um, pixie wig. But she's stunning. She looked, she she looked, looked beautiful. She gorgeous. Love this. Secure. Secure next? Is it? Who's next? Uh, Dahlia Sin. Dahlia um, Sin. She looked like a home bargains version of Rue Paul in the supermodel video. <laughs> mm. Um, am I, I am I not I, warming to her or something? I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, I thought she looked. The House of Ours are going to come after me. I mean, she's 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 a stunning lady. Oh, she's um, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And um, I I got kinky boots. Love the kinky boots. That was the only element. Of the like she I did looked like. like Lola and Tool. Lola from Kinky Boots and Tool. The the thing was the tool on this was a bit anemic compared to the tool that the other ladies brought. It mm. was like crumpled or thin Loved or it. something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that sound when you go off too much. Mm. Okay, am I going to okay. hear that a lot? Jada. Oh, Jada. I got like an 80s prom dress. One a of my prom favorites. dress in that lovely lemon sherbet. It was like a kind of uh, De Laurenta kind of, yeah, lemon sherbet mullet dress. I mean, she looked, looked young. My very young, very youthful. Oh, she looked like a lemon meringue pie. I wanted to eat her up. <laughs> Jan was very, was very clever, her, her it, take on it. It was very clever. So she used a comedy. It was a clever take on the word tool. She was giving me um, kind of, it was like, Boiler suits always make me think of April O'Neil from the Turtles. Uh, it wasn't my favourite look, to be honest, because it kind of looked, again, quite thin and anemic, and I wanted volume and ruffles. Um, what did you say about her fishtail plot? It was very... Um, yeah, her, her, her weef was very weef. Elsa. Very yeah. Elsa. It was like Elsa goes to a Halloween party, dresses April O'Neil from the Turtles. Um Sakura. Now, Sakura is exactly what I wanted to see. Very One of my Met Gala, really extra, very, yeah. very, very. It was nice. So, I mean, can you believe that she was criticised for wearing too many ruffles and she's a drag queen? I thought that was ridiculous. Took me back to um, who was it? How dare you? I'm a drag, drag queen. queen. Yeah, didn't it? Like, oh, wasn't it? Um, uh, Latoya Jackson told Manila her hair was too big. And like, she's like, how dare you? you? I'm a drag queen. Exactly. In, in this like... case, she looked like um, the color scheme is very like Galarian Ponita in Pokemon. <laughs> it was that kind of like pastel, pastel shades. I really loved it. Really Debbie, pastels. <laughs> Everything else I can forgive, but Debbie, pastels. <laughs> it was, she was gorgeous. She was my favorite. On she, the yeah, she, was my like, favorite. she was like, yeah, Vera Wang's take on Galarian Ponita. Mm, I loved it. I loved the, mm. the too muchness. It was great. Yeah, The volume was amazing. What they say is too much is too much, but much, much too much is just right. 
That, that's what they said about me. <laughs> that's pretty much me summed up. That was your last review. <laughs> Have you met Bolo? Um, Is that everyone? And no, we've got Sherry Pie. Now, I just oh. felt like, I, I, look, Sherry Pie did a school craft project. Yeah. It was very, very basic, very, very cheap and tacky, adding mm-hmm. that cutout to the, the cutout of the, the thunder. It was. Yeah. She did a Jinx monsoon where she sold the garments with a character. She did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the same primary school class that made Aiden Zane's spring look <laughs> made this thundercloud look for yes. Sherry Pie. Thank and you, Liverpool Middle School. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your donations. Thank they you will very be much. used well. It wasn't middle school, baby. It was. It was. It was. It was <laughs> primary. Yeah. Um, I'd like the one thing I did like was the jellyfish esque silhouette. I do like that. It reminded me of detox. In her fishy runway, look. Yeah. Do you remember when she did shares? Um, yes, home? but but like those are completely different. Like, Other ends of the spectrum. It, it's like how how yeah. she should have done it versus what I found. Yeah. Lying down on the streets, and then on top of a homeless person. <laughs> she dropped it off some poor homeless. Yeah. Hi, That's look, all they I had need to one more. Warm. <laughs> Hi, look, I need one more garment for the show. <laughs> I'm just on the way there. Can I just borrow this piece of tool? Yes. And she's like. That tool is keeping me warm. There's lots and lots of heat in that. Now, my now my favourites from this week. My favourites, the top two, first of all, was Miss Sherry Pa. Sherry Pa. And um, Jade is in tour. Clip, clip, clip. I actually think um, Rockham Sakura mm. should have been up there with Jada. I could get on board with any combination of those three being the top two. I think Rock and Sakura should definitely be on the top. I loved all her looks. I loved her personality. I loved her performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is she's she's a kooky. I love her character. And I, I'm very excited to see where she goes. She gave me my favorite looks and she was the funniest performance. So I'd be very happy with her being the top two. Yeah. Um, I think it was nice that Jada and Sherry represented opposite ends of the spectrum and what they brought. Yep. So it was fun to see them in the top two. So the the lip sync was okay. I don't want I don't want to talk about it because it was just it, it wasn't it was nothing compared to last week's lip sync. There, it just really really showed that um, Campy was brought by Sherry Pie, yeah. and then um, and then we see Jada lip syncing it like a woman, looking stunning and just. What do you mean, like a woman? She is a woman. She impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but that's that was it. Jada won this week. So the two winners overall are Widow Von Du mm. and um, Jada Essentor. Two lovely women of color. Yeah, fantastic. They really brought it in the lip syncs. I think they were bringing amazing skills. Um, oh, but even they may be women of color, but again, they're quite different. They're um, they're bringing really different skill sets. I think which is amazing. Give me your overall um, feeling about this episode and and this cast quickly. Ooh, uh, just can't... tell me what do you do successfully? <laughs> quickly, quickly. Uh, can't see, can't wait to see them thrown together. That's always exciting. And do you know what we saw last time? They stayed in their camps for the first episode. They, they, I think they could choose. You know, in season six, they could choose their groups and they stayed in their groups. So let's see if that happens because they do often feel quite bonded by these experiences. And there's a real rival schools element. Overall, this episode, um, obviously, um, these this is like you know you got a squad and b squad. This was mm. b squad that we saw. I would, I love, I really want to see them get into together 
I really want to see them as a as a whole mm. and see how they interact. And I'm really excited because I feel like I know them mm. after watching these two episodes. I feel like I do know these girls yes. better. Like you know, like a lot of people get lost in the mix when yeah. when you're introduced to all thirteen of them because what we've got here is we've got um, thirteen queens and we've been given actually two hours mm. to get to know them and, instead of. 13 queens in one hour to try to condense all of it in like we've, we've yeah we know them a bit more and so my investment's there now i really want to see how they mesh together i'm a really big fan of this format i think it lets us get to know these amazing artists better and i hope it continues yes yes so that's it for us this week um any last words um thank you so much for listening (laughs) (laughs) any last words no you said them for me yeah all right Um, well thank you again for listening to spreading the gene tea with myself paulo and dr tom we'll see you next week lots of love see you soon guys see you bye bye bye